You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, December 21st, four short days until Christmas. And right now, talking Cardinals baseball with Rick Horton as he is pinch hitting today for Jen Langosh. Is that Jen enjoying a well-deserved vacation? So, uh, Rick, uh, kind enough to step in. Uh, Rick, a Cardinals radio and TV broadcaster, as all the Cardinals fans know. So, Rick, thank you so much uh, for taking the time today. And uh, what I'd like to do today is kind of kind of rehash uh, some of the acquisitions that the Cardinals have made in uh, recent days and weeks. And the big one, of course, the acquisition of Marcelo Zuna from the uh, fire-selling uh, Miami Marlins and the Cardinals. The beneficiary <laughs> of that is they get uh, one of their big sluggers. Not the one that they thought they were going to get, but still a pretty good consolation prize. We'll touch on that. And then uh, with Christmas just four days away, we'll uh, throw in some Christmas-themed questions at the end and have a little bit of fun. But, Rick, again, let's start with uh, Marcelo Zuna. As I said, he's not the Marlins slugger that the Cardinals had their sights set on, of course. Uh, that guy uh, went to the Yankees, as everybody knows. But, uh, you know, Marcelo Zuna, not a household name, but this is a guy – his slugging numbers are on par with almost anybody's in the game, including Giancarlo Stanton. He's a gold glover, won his first career gold glove in left field this past year. And I think that if Cardinals fans aren't thrilled right now with that acquisition, they're going to be very shortly. Well, I, I think you're exactly right about that. And it is good to be with you. And it's tough to fill in for Jen because I admire her uh, tremendously. And I, I wasn't sure she ever took vacation. So I'm <laughs> glad she's doing that. Uh, very well deserved. But uh, Osuna. Uh, you know, isn't it great that we're talking about a guy that, you know, he's not the power hitter, that he's just the guy that hit 37 home runs and drove in 124 runs. So, and he's 27. And as you mentioned, the gold, uh, gold Glover, two-time All-Star. So I think, you know, the Cardinals aimed for the bullseye, and Stanton was clearly the bullseye. And they aimed for him, and they aimed hard. And it was an expensive bullseye, by the way. And you see, you miss the bullseye, and you're just not too far off to the side, and you get a guy like Ozuna. Uh, I think that's going to round out the Cardinals' uh, outfield. Uh, you know, they had kind of a logjam in the outfield of guys that you kind of were happy with, but maybe weren't the middle-of-the-order guy, and Ozuna is certainly that. Absolutely. Now, of course, you know, the, the Cardinals, it was no secret that they, as you, you know, touched on, you elaborated on, they had their sights set on Giancarlo Stanton, as did the Giants before Giancarlo said no to both, and before you know it, he ends up in our neck of the woods, uh, you know, up in the Bronx with the Yankees. But was Marcelo Zuna kind of the plan B all along, or when Giancarlo rejected them, did they, did they kind of regroup and say, okay, what do we do now? Well, I think there's some other plan Bs, and Ozuna was one of the plan Bs. And, and, and I don't think there's any problem with saying Stanton's the plan A. I will say it's interesting among Cardinal fans, there was a lot of kind of, well, you know, I, I love Stanton, awesome player. I mean, clearly, uh, he's a top-shelf player. But, you know, it's not that far from removed from having conversations about giving – giving a, a Fort Knox to Albert Pujols and the Cardinals chose not to do that. And the Cardinal fans are well-versed on the fact that because Pujols did not sign with the Cardinals, the Cardinals got to, got to get Waka in return. They got to keep Molina. They got to keep Wainwright. So, so they understand kind of the business of the game a little bit. The fans do. So it, it's odd that the fans weren't really that disappointed about not getting Stanton. Again, I'm not taking anything away from him or anything away from the Yankees for getting him. Uh, but with a guy like Ozuna, I think the, I think everybody's really excited about him here in St. Louis because they understand that it makes more sense economically. I think, again, the fans are understanding that when you give up 
a player like Magnaris Sierra, who we were very excited about, uh, and Zach Gallon, a young guy, uh, and Alcantara who throws 100, you realize that you know the Marlins may have gotten a, a pretty good uh, return uh, for Osuna, but the Cardinals needed him. Uh, and I think, again, I think everybody, at least in, in St. Louis that I talked to, is happy about it. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if Marcelo Zuna was the Robin to Giancarlo's Batman, I, I don't think that's going to be the case at all in St. Louis. He, he could become, you know, the guy, and he's been very confident in saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make Cardinals fans happy. I'm going to yeah. ingratiate myself to them. I'm yeah. going to let them know who I am, and I'm going to show them why I'm worth it. And I, and I love that he has that attitude and that personality, and I think he's going to be a great fit uh, in St. Louis. And, Rick, as you touched on, uh, because – Ozuna is in St. Louis. That means somebody had to go from what yeah. was already a very crowded outfield. And the man who went was uh, Stephen Piscotti to the A's. And of course, as most people know by now, uh, this trade goes far beyond the foul lines, if you will, because he's returning yeah. to his home area, uh, you know, the Bay Area area in California. And as it turns out, for the few people that don't know, uh, his mother is currently battling at ALS. We all know how debilitating and fatal that disease is. So, in your dealings with uh, with Stephen Piscotty, you know, throughout the year, because I believe his mother was diagnosed early in the 2017 season, is this something he kept under wraps? Is it something he talked about openly? Like, how aware were you and other people in the, in the Cardinal family about what he was going through? Well, the first week, no one was aware what was going on with Piscotty. He took a leave of absence, and there was no indication of certainly the, the, the tighter part. I'm sure Mike Matheny knew, and... Uh, John Mosellock and, and many other coaches and some of his teammates understood where he was, but it was a bit of a mystery for just about a week, not not much longer than that. And when he came back, uh, he decided the Cardinals decided to just let it out there and say this is what he's dealing with. And uh, I, I can you know just from being around Steve and a smart guy, obviously a uh, Stanford guy, very smart engineer thinker, you could just see on his face uh, kind of what he was dealing with throughout the year. It, it was just a burden that. Uh, not many of us uh, understand it at the moment. Of course, we all understand it at some moments in our lives. But he's going through it, not only going through it as a major league player, going through it publicly and going through it as a young man, too. I think it's just not something that, that his family had obviously you know, thought would, would be around, right around the corner. We never know that answer. Uh, but it, it just clearly was uh, a tough, tough season for Steven and got a lot of sympathy from and, and empathy from teammates and fans and and for people in St. Louis, and I think ultimately for the Cardinals, uh, the, the the ultimate empathy is is to is to trade them closer to home. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you know John Mozeliak did not uh, you know make this deal to have people pat him on the back and say well done. But at the same time, this reflects so well on Mozeliak and on that front office for people to look at them and say you know what. You know there are 29 other teams in baseball. You could have you could have made perhaps a better deal for your organization, but instead you chose to do right by your player, and I think that earns them a lot of points. No, there's no question, and that's going to earn points down the road. And that's again not why you do it. If you're doing it just to do that, then that's not right either. But but I, but I, it makes me think of uh, one of my favorite sayings in the game. I actually got it from Tony Larusa, uh, who was a longtime manager, obviously here in St. Louis, I'm a Hall of Famer among other places, and I played for Whitey Herzog, so I have great respect for him and Red Shanies and the, all the managers that the Cardinals have had. But LaRusso used to say something all the time. He still does. He said, they're men and not machines. Yeah. And it's a terrific statement in my mind to illuminate the fact that, first of all, sabermetrics and numbers are important. It's part of the game. We need to understand that. But that saying comes in there, too. They're men and not machines. Have good days, have bad days, wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, have a fight with your kids, whatever it might be. Don't feel well. But but this is, a, again, illuminating that to the nth degree, that, that they're men and not machines, have 
personal issues you deal with, and Stephen uh, clearly was dealing with it last year. You, you, you know, you, you throw the numbers out the, at the window, uh, and you just you, I'm just happy for him that he's going to be uh, nearer his family and nearer his mom uh, this summer. Yeah, and I don't think there's a Cardinals fan not rooting for him in 2018. Right, you know, Agreed. everybody wants to see him hit, you know, hit 40 bombs, drive in 100, you know, be in the MVP conversation because he does have that kind of talent. And maybe, you know, as difficult a situation as he's in, if he's back home in more of a comfort zone, of course, you, you pray for his mother. Maybe he yes. turns things around in 2018. So we wish nothing but the best for Stephen Piscotti, obviously. Uh, you know, one, one other yeah, quick sure. story about Piscotti is uh, yep. my wife had a chance to meet him in spring training two years ago, and he's just such a likable guy. Really. Sure. A thinker, and so I'm an engineer too. But I went to Virginia, was an engineer. But this guy, I just, you know, he, he let's just say he's a better engineer than me, better grade. <laughs> and my wife said got an autograph at a, at a sponsor event, and she was getting it for uh, for for another charity. And she said, "Would you just write something smart on the ball?" That's what she said to him. So he signed his autograph, and and underneath it wrote the it wrote the uh, the formula for wind underneath his autograph. Wow. So we ended up not giving it to charity because I'm kind of liking that. So so I feel feel like that's my little uh, reminder of the of the brain of Stephen Piscotty, and I think the brain. And his mental toughness is going to take him through. Absolutely, that's a heck of a keepsake for you, and that's that's a heck of a way to uh, you know personalize a Stephen Piscotty and let people know uh, what this guy is all about, both uh, on the field and most importantly off the field as well. Well, Rick, uh, let's wrap this up here by having a little bit of fun, some Christmas themed questions, if you will. And uh, the first one I want to ask <laughs> is. <laughs> If there's it. one player on this Cardinals team that would make a great department store Santa Claus, who would that be? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say the word fun and ask that question because the Cardinal guy that uh, exudes fun is Carlos Martinez. Yeah. And so, so here, I, I, here's why I, I think he'd be a great Santa because he'd have different color hair, which I think the kids would love <laughs> from day to day. And, and he is very gregarious. I mean, he is as friendly and as personable and as loose and, and kid-friendly as anybody on this Cardinal team. So – uh, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a department store, Carlos yeah. Martinez. Yeah, I think that is an ideal choice. Uh, Rick, next question. There always seems to be a couple of guys in every clubhouse that uh, love to croon, or sing, or think they can sing, whatever the case may be. So, if the Cardinals had a Christmas caroling group, <laughs> what player or players would be front and center? Well, I, I believe there'd be a lot of players in it. But I believe if you look at the Cardinals team, the guy leading it would be Adam Wainwright. Mm. And I think he would be in that category of guys that probably thinks he can sing. <laughs> uh, but, but, but Adam is not afraid to lay himself out there uh, for his teammates and to do something that brings guys together. He does these little dances in the, um, in the clubhouse and in the dugout after home runs. And I don't think he's a good dancer either, but, <laughs> but he does it for the team. He takes it for the team and he leads the team that way. So I'd say Wainwright would be the lead singer of the Cardinal Caroling group. Just another way that he uh, leads by example. That is certainly good to know. Uh, question three, uh, as we all know from uh, the famous uh, Christmas story movie, all Ralph mm. wanted for Christmas was that precious Red Rider BB gun. So for oh, the Cardinals movie. this offseason, and maybe they've already got it, what would their Red Rider BB gun be? Well, I think the, the ultimate thing they're still looking for when they go under the tree is probably a closer. Okay. And, you know, happy to have the middle of the lineup guy. That was, you know, you wanted two guns, I guess, this, this year. But, but I definitely think you, wanted the, you want somebody to close out the game. You know, last year the Cardinals under the tree, they got, well, they didn't get the Red Rider BB gun. They got the leg with the stocking that was turned into a lamp, which <laughs> if you know that movie, oh, yeah. it kind of it kind of interesting and fun but it really wasn't what you had hoped for. So I think this year they're looking for that, that Red Rider BB gun, 
somebody that can finish games and get 40-plus saves. Yeah, I mean, as nice as the leg lamp is, it's it's not a BB gun, let's be no, honest. No, it's not a BB. No, right. no, no. Right. Not so exactly. Got, <laughs> it's important <laughs> to make that designation, certainly. So, Rick, the final thing here, uh, sometimes a player and a team's fan base might need to kiss and make up after a rough mm. season. So what player that might have had a rough 2017 needs to step under that mistletoe and start fresh for next season? Well, you know, I, I think the guy that probably uh, fits that the best is Brett Cecil, uh, who the Cardinals got as a free agent the year before, gave a lot of money, long-term contract to, and just never got uh, untracked last year. He, you know, Brett, he's a kind of a quiet guy, and I don't think the Cardinal fans even know him that well, so they're not going to really look for him under the mistle, mistletoe yet. Uh, and maybe he doesn't know the Cardinal fans well. You know, Cardinals uh, fans are terrific baseball fans. It's a, it's a great baseball city, and, and I, there was never really a mesh last year. So that, that's kind of a – I think the Cardinals could use somebody that was red hot in the seventh and eighth inning. So Brett Cecil, you know, I might even say uh, Mike Matheny is a little bit like mm. this, Matt, because four years the Cardinals go to the playoffs, and the last two they haven't. Yeah. And, th- and there's been a bit of a turn on Mike Matheny, and, and I'm just – you know, I have great respect for him as well. So I'm hoping that that – gets resurrected uh, next year, and, and maybe uh, maybe the Cardinals get back playing October baseball. Yeah, to, to, to miss the postseason three straight years in that market mm. uh, would not reflect well on Agreed. Mr. Matheny. So a little Agreed. bit of pressure. I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat, but a little bit of pressure uh, on him this it's year. It's warm. <laughs> Definitely warm. Yeah, it's, it's getting warm. It is certainly getting warm here in these winter months, and uh, we'll see what transpires in 2018. Uh, Rick Horton, this was a pleasure. We certainly appreciate the time, and uh, happy holidays to you and your family, and uh, hopefully we can do this soon. Yeah, we, we'll do it again. Thanks, Matt. All right, thank you so much. Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals.